All right, so today is a very exciting day because we have not one, but two guests. Um, no, I'm going to turn it over to you to intro Steph, and Steph, if you can introduce Noah, because yeah. that's cuter. All right. <laughs> Cuteness is the objective function. Yeah. I have Noah. Uh, uh, now, this is Steph. She's an investor. She has her own fund and does like angel seed investing and things like that, and uh, used to work at Datadog runs the uh, San Francisco Women in AI Society or something along those lines. I care a lot about women in tech, yeah. Definitely. And it's just generally a cool, brilliant person. Thank you. Um, well, right back at Noah, uh, one of the most brilliant minds I know and one of the best, most prolific writers um, with a Substack that I read weekly and as do tens of thousands of other people um, covering economics and bunnies and uh, geopolitics and all sorts of fun things. Yes, exactly. So very accomplished crew to talk about and this equally very relevant topic, which is of course dating. So that is, we, we brought the brightest minds together for the, for the hardest problem, which is matchmaking. So, I mean, let's just get right into it. I mean, you know, why is it so hard? Why do we have all these, you know, amazing people who are, are, aren't able to find the one? What's going on? Yeah. Well, you know, economics is all about uh, trade-offs and, you know, budget constraints. And basically, there's only 24 hours in a day. And when you spend, you know, 18 and a half hours working on your startup, where's the time for romance? <laughs> so I'd say you just start off with a baseline of like everybody's working too hard. And, you know, and, and so, um, so that's going to be difficult. But I think uh, when you when you get into advanced economics, you start looking at search models. And um, basically with with a search model, you get like every turn, you get like a draw, right? You're like, OK, I could take this one. And then, uh, you know, keep this job or whatever you're, you're searching for, for employee. And then I, I could take this one and, uh, or I could just wait and throw it back and then, you know, take all the others. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that the more choice that you have. Having too much optionality. Having too much optionality can make you wait a very long time. It can make the search process laborious. And if you have high search costs, uh, this can be very, you know, disheartening. So I think that with, with dating, I think that people who have access to a ton of other people, you know, in a big city like this with modern dating apps and just meeting a bunch of people, especially if you're in a, 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 a you know, subculture where you just meet a ton of people. Like I think the sort of the, the founder of EC tech subculture, you just are meeting people all the time. There's just so many people. And who do you pick? Hmm. You know, it's like. I think there's a difference depending whether you're um uh, like straight man or a straight woman that depends on your um, sexual preference but also like your use of the word optionality made me think of um, like there's more fertility options than ever ways that women can extend their personal runway and I this is actually the context in which I think of optionality the most because over the past five seven years probably 10 to 15 of my girlfriends have frozen their eggs and um, done various things to you know give themselves less constraints in finding a partner. Right. So I think that also exacerbates. It's like, yeah. I don't actually need a man. I have way more time. Yeah. I think that the time thing is actually really interesting. I think South Korea right now has like the lowest fertility rate in the world. And I think that they were also like the first to legalize something, some absurd uh, work day, like a 20 hour work day or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think is driving that just like accelerating? You know what I mean? I think there's like two sides of it, right? There's Tim Ferriss, who's like advocating for you, like the four hour work week. And then there's also just like the constant grind of like, 
you know, yeah. hustler culture of like, oh, 100 hour work weeks, 200 hour work weeks to like make your yeah. whatever your work not succeed. Because yeah, basically it just totally, you know, minimizes the amount of time that you have to, you know, do anything besides work. So I don't know. Why do you think that's that's happening? And you think that there's like pockets where people feel like they are less on the treadmill? Well, I don't know. I'm a blogger. I, you know, work in my pajamas and do my hobby as a job. And then I always, you know, get packages and people see me in my pajamas and they're like, okay, this guy's on the blog. And to a certain extent, they're right. <laughs> Most wildly successful unemployed person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just bumming my way to the top. Here. I don't know. In America, what we've seen, we've seen a pattern where the average American works less hard than they did 40 years ago, but the educated professionals work harder. Yeah. Than they did. If you looked at yuppies in 1982, they're not working as hard as as you know you yuppies are right now. Yeah. And um, they you guys work harder than, than yuppies in, in 82, whether they were like you know lawyers or like you know worked at a bank or whatever they did. And, and part of that is just because of the substitution effect. There's so much money per hour of work there to be gained. You know, there's just so much reward that why not bust your ass? Why not sit there burning the midnight oil and working mm-hmm. the a uh, 200 hour work week. I'm not sure how that works given that there's less than 200 hours a week. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I believe it's 168. 168. Um, yeah. So then, anyway. They're going a little too far. They're going yeah. to, you know, talk about this stuff. That's right. No, Just that's to get it. more time. And then string next. theory, alternate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no, but, I, but I mean, don't people get a lot of fulfillment out of like relationships and families? Like, how could it go so far and so extreme, right? Because it'd be, what is it, 40, 50 years ago? You know, women were even working, right? It was the complete opposite of like totally decide well, not deciding to be checked out of you know the whole economic scene to totally be in the family relationship scene. So I don't know how do you think we 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 got here? I mean, there there were periods of great opportunity, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of our first generation friends, their parents were immigrants and then had this great opportunity to make a new life for themselves. And so across just one and a half generations, a lot of these family lines have traversed, you know, socioeconomic classes that took other people in other t- parts of history, like, centuries to accomplish. And so I think, you know, I've talked to my parents about this. Uh, during COVID, we spent a lot of hours just talking about their growth, their mental health, a lot of things that other Asian kids are like, whoa, how did you get your parents to do that? Yeah. But I think it's important to un- to kind of, like, disentangle all the things that exactly like that got us to this point. Um, And I think like when you think about all the different geographical and societal and financial distance traveled, it actually doesn't feel like we are putting off family as much as we are. In Mm -hmm. fact, the shift of five to seven years, doing it five to seven years later on average is probably just about right. Like you think about a long time ago, people were having kids at like age 19, age 20, then it was 25, then it was 30. Now it's 35. I, a lot of my female mentors are the most brilliant, amazing, successful women I know, and they're pregnant in their early forties. Yeah. And so it feels probably on a local level, like a significant change. But I think if you zoom out, it's, we're actually exactly where we need to be. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So one reason why dating's hard is because people are working way too hard. So they yeah. literally don't have any hours allotted to even date. What are the other reasons why dating is hard? Maybe like locally at SF and then maybe more globally. 
know. You guys have been in other cities like New York. Well, okay, there's, there's one one thing I've noticed is that uh, tech people um, often date with it. So, so we talked about having too many options, but there's also a sense in which I think a lot of people don't have what they feel is enough, which is to say that a lot oh, of tech... Wait, 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 so you're saying the second reason why dating is hard is people have too many options to choose from. Well, I said one reason, yeah, because yeah. people there's too many options in a big city. Right, so this is people, why in New York everyone has trouble settling down in New York because there's always more people than me and they. People, I think, in the tech world, yeah, want to date seriously other people in the tech world or even casually. Yeah, so people are only dating within tech and SF, which is a tech problem. people. Tech people only dating tech yeah. people. So basically, why is that a problem? Well, because it, it shrinks the pool. You can have the paradox of choice. We have too many options, and you just like you're like, oh, there's just more people to date. So. Um, yeah, so, so it's this idea of the endless search, right? The endless search. And I, I saw this in New York. I saw people doing an endless search in New York. And, you know, maybe by the time they're like 37 or something, they'll feel like getting out of that search. All right, we've talked about the problem. What are the problems? Do people want babies? Okay, maybe we should talk about that. Do people, do men want babies? Do women want babies? What, what is do people want babies or do they want to have had babies so they can like check the box for their life? That's true. That's a great question. What I do think it's becoming trendy again to have babies. To have babies. Wow. Check the box. And Legalism. my theory, my theory is that we all worked on AGI for so long, worked on AI, like sentient beings, mm-hmm. and not you know, ninety nine point nine percent of people working on AGI in the in the two thousands and twenty tens were men. And I, my theory was that they just wanted to have babies. Because babies are the ultimate AGI. They're born. Men men wanted to participate in like the generation of life. So they wanted to do AI. Yes. And I worked for someone who's like a star in AI. And I asked, I said, like, positive this theory. And then he had a daughter a year later. And he was like, you know, she's one year old. It's, she kills computers. Like, she's like way better than any computer I've ever worked with. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I think there's this urge to create something that learns and is Well, no, no, no one is laughing. Right, so what's, what's the male opinion on this? Do you think men are just doing all of this stuff as a surrogate? I don't think it's How just that, but I think there's an element of that. That's the I've ever heard. <laughs> I think it's potentially, it's possibly true. It's like, wow, I made a, a chatbot and a kid is even better. Yes. I do think that there's an element of that. And I think that, you know, and then there's also, you know, you all legacy and it's, yeah. it's just fun. And I think you, yeah, like it's the other part, it, you have heard of the vampire paradox. Like once you become a vampire, you can't undo it. So there's yeah. this like logical fallacy of once you have a kid that like you only get positive reviews or like, yeah, that's kind of worth it. Uh-huh. Or like, I wouldn't undo it. You know, no one says that they would undo it. There is, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so no, what's the what's the male mind on babies? Can you just unlock it for us? Just you know, just it'll be a little bit. You know, just try to represent all the different sides that you feel like. I think people have very different preferences. Like some people really like kids. Yeah. Some people are like, meh, don't care for. It. Like some people want kids because they feel. Some guys want kids because they feel like it's a legacy. They're like, is it like they see know? a specific woman and they want to have kids with her, or there's is it those, separate, yeah. or is it separate that. from that? Is it more like an age-related thing? Like, what's what's the psychology? There? There's, there's that too. I mean, yeah. guys guys have age-related worries about having kids. Yeah. Uh, some of my guy friends tell me they wake up one day, they might be 35, 40, 45, and they're like, I must build a family. And then just like a New York taxi, the next person they pick up is the passenger. Do you think that's true? Is there a certain age for guys? That, it depends. Yeah. It's, people are heterogeneous. I think that. I know, I know, but from the bell curve, what would you say? For, <laughs> what is a male bell curve? What is it? What does it mean? Tell us about all males. I would yeah. say your, your average, <laughs> your average man, your average man <laughs> in the you know educated professional class that we okay. are part of, um, feels that having kids is an important part of life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
wants to find the right person to have his kids with, but gets anxious if they're getting too old and haven't done it yet. What is too old? For men, it depends. Uh, That really depends, but 40s, I'd say. Um, And so, not, I would say maybe there's a five-year age difference in terms of when you start to feel a biological clock Mm -hmm. for men, but I would not say it's, five years is not that much. You know, it's like, it's some. But like I would say that that men definitely feel that anxiety too. A lot of a lot. Some some are just like, yeah, who cares? But some women are like that too. You know, um, some women just have no desire for kids. Um, but do you think the female ages? My sister, my sister decided never to have kids. She's like never even thought about wanting kids. Hmm. And she's like, meh, screw it. Do you think there's something that emerges in, the, in a difference in how men and women treat dating because of this about like five years? Yeah, for sure. For kiddos, for sure. I mean, I think. I think the constraint is men, or rather, in my experience, the constraint has been men. Like, I definitely want kids, and I've more or less said that on first dates. Mm -hmm. And with guys who I was pretty compatible with, um, it worked. Like, it would, they appreciated that. So, for me, I I think like when a guy is not ready, there's nothing that a woman can do about it. And when a guy is ready, then um, you know, against it. there's nothing that a woman can, and he will look for it. And like, that's actually probably if, if dating apps had a filter, like I would probably set that filter to be like, are you ready or not? You need to know. Cause if they don't know, that's a no. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Um, you know, a lot of men have been taught that. So, so, so there's one big problem with heterosexual men in our society. Just one? Yeah. One, <laughs> one. Yes. One. Okay. What is the one? The one. Um, well, besides BO. <laughs> No, there's, no, there's really just one, which is that men do not understand that women want them intrinsically. So I, okay. This is my finish what you're going to say. Yeah, that's very interesting. Continue. Yeah, finish men, that. What you're men gonna are, say. men are, that? men, well, I mean, a few do. Okay. Men do not have a consciousness of their own desirability. And this, I could name all the different ways in which this screws men up. In, in romance. Yes, but I it, totally it, agree. Well, 20 different. Oh, so so one example. So just to back up, agricultural age morality says that women are supposed to be very chaste and men can't sleep around. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, the double standard of agricultural age morality. And so the idea is that women protect their virtue because that means having kids. Women having sex means having kids. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's a it, women's sexuality is this precious commodity that must be hoarded, protected, guarded, locked up, etc. And this is the basis of, you know, a lot of people's moralities this day and a lot of ideas, tacit ideas about romance and sex and childbearing and all of this stuff. And so that, um, that idea says that um, you don't want to, you don't want to depict women as having sex drive. So, so in order to restrain female sexuality, women were told, like, you don't want sex, but also men were told women don't inherently want sex. You know, you've got to be a provider. Women want you because of, you know, for money and status and and as your role as a provider. Yeah. So prevailing societal beliefs are holding men back. Right. Is what you're saying. So men didn't understand, oh, women want me for me. They were like, women want me because I'll like work hard and have a job, provide for them, because that's what they were told, because they were told that they're not desirable intrinsically. And this, that's the big problem. That's yeah. the root. Well, that's actually really sad. Why it is that? really sad. Really sad. So what, how do yeah. they cope with that? Um, They're not coping. Men are not well. <laughs> Men are not 
Well, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. So, so men on the dating market often feel they have to verify their own desirability. They have to do something that verifies that desirability. So, whole this is not universal, but it's common enough where a whole lot of men that I've seen who are in really great relationships right now, who are just in really like in a happy relationship, the man a lot of times just came off a period when he slept around. Why? Because he feels satisfied that he is desirable. Yes. He has proved, he has proved to himself that he is desirable Mm -hmm. by actually getting women, a Mm -hmm. bunch of women to sleep with him. And because of that, he feels the confidence necessary to feel confident in Mm -hmm. a relationship. I'm curious if you, if you guys think men need to be needed or want to be needed. So I think this is a great, like, like unraveling that. So, I mean, right now, you know, the state of men, I would say actually is in jeopardy, right? Because, you know, more women are going to college. I mean, there's there's this whole whole asymmetric thing. So do you think that women don't want to marry men who make less money than them? Or do you think that people are accepting of that? Or do you think that men are willing to do some of the labor that was traditionally female labor? Or I don't know, you think that's part of the matchmaking problem or? So, so I think that's, I mean, that's, that's ultimately a, I think, a question that Steph's probably better at good chance than me. I have at least one answer. Do you, have you had any experience with men who were in relationships with women who were more successful than them and how did they handle it? Was it uncomfortable for them? I have seen men who felt uncomfortable about this. They usually lie. Oh. And said that they didn't feel comfortable, but, but you know, he can tell them, but you can tell, okay. So what was really going on? So what was really going on there and how prevalent is that? Is it going to shift? Like what's it, it felt weird. It felt weird to them. I think partly it was because, you is know, it because men think they're better than women. Like why? Or because there, there's an intrinsic need of a, a question of like, why am I here? What do I bring to the table? What do right. I bring? The woman can just show up oh, and be like, I'm here. Right. Insecurity. They are worried. They're just alone. Of, of, of being bad, plain though. So they need to have a function. So if they're not filling their function, they're worried they're what going to be discarded. Yeah, lump of play doh. They're gonna, okay. totally useless, useless lump. And um, so they don't have that intrinsic like belief that they just want them as a kid, or that's not enough, or what is it? Yeah. So so I think that's that's ultimately it. But I think stuff just said it. You know, the in, in a relationship, lots of times the man is asking, "What do I bring?" To this relationship, and a woman is just like, "I brought me. Hi, I'm here. I showed up. You know, yeah, you're welcome. Like, I'm your birthday present. <laughs> like, you know, men feel like they've got to bring a per- present. Women are like, I'm your birthday present. I know my presents. My presents. You get to be around me. So, 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 do you think it's because women can create life and women can create babies, or do you think it's why is that? Why didn't women feel that way? I thought it was always because they can do the I have a super hippie dippy reason. Basically, men have to try mm-hmm. to make these buildings and these railroads. It's all because they can't be babies. That's what I thought. Is that, yeah. what, is that not what it is? So I think that the goal... Some, okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> I totally have the answer. No, Steph, Steph. Okay, so I think the goal of life is to have meaningful relationships and have your family and friends be happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Period. You want to be learning, you want to be growing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in, especially you can see it in older age, Mm -hmm. women are better at physical, mental, emotional health, Mm -hmm. social, creating social structure, creating, you know, social interactions that keep Mm -hmm. your heart and your mind healthy. And I think as we get older, you need more and more of this skill and they need to be habits. They need to be built into your daily life and your routine. And men are physiologically not as 
prone to do this naturally. And so I think this is related to the creating life and to, you know, women are slightly more chaotic. Like we communicate at like 10 times the depth and breadth of men. And so I think like, you know, this has implications on large language models too, just saying, but, <laughs> but, but I think that's, that's for yourself. I think that there is, you know, okay, maybe I, not I, present I, company, not included. Okay, so I, I, I reject that women create chaos. What could be more orderly than creating a human out of nothing? That's extreme order. That's so much it's order. poops on you. Okay, but it's a baby. <laughs> you created something that, imagine all the different. The human genome different. is so chaotic. What do you mean it's so orderly? Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. All right. We need, we need to really unravel this because this is a key thing. Okay. So basically men feel uncomfortable with more successful women because of this deep insecurity they have of like, what am I bringing to the table? And is that going to shift? Like, do you think there's going to be some shift that causes men to realize that they have a value and that they women want them as life partners? Or do you think that's just going to become up? That's going to be a persistent thing. That's going to like screw up dating forever. Well, they can't, they can't be ignorant forever. Ignorance can't last forever, right? All right, so so Steph, I feel like you're in a good position to answer this because I think financially you do not need a man. But um, I don't think it, that assumes that there's a concrete number that is enough. No, you're true. That's absolutely right. But, but it's I true. Like, I could raise a kid by myself right now if I wanted to. Absolutely. So to you, what like what does a man bring to the relationship? To you, like, what? What do you? I think that's the problem, right? Because basically, like, for all the women like you, they're like nothing, so then they're not picking anything. Oh no, 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 no! I don't think your answer is nothing. I totally oh, want to no. Okay, so what a man brings to the table for me and a lot of girlfriends who are like me, who are still single, is emotional support, emotional connection, companionship, partnership of truly building something greater than the sum of its parts. You know, having fun, laughing, and building even something bigger. That's like. You know, there's, there's, there's so many things that we have yet to do in the next 10, 20 years. And to have a partner who understands and supports that and is, you know, able to create worlds with you. Like I have this with a lot of my girlfriends, but I think it takes a special kind of guy to provide like, not just financial, I like, I think the financial side is a little so, bit less than. So I, I don't know if you guys have gotten into the like hippie dipping side of me too, but I've been really interested in this. So have you guys heard about like masculine and feminine energy? Yes. Okay. So do you want to define it? It is the new night. That actually, yes. Yes. Okay. Do you want to define yeah, okay. it? I have no idea. I don't want to define it, but you just reminded me the main thing is like, I'm so masculine in my work. Yeah. But that's totally not what I am in a relationship. And I want someone who allows me to be more feminine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like, the, I'm not shouting at people to be better at work. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I think part of it is basically just women want to be in their feminine energy. And in order to be in their feminine energy, they need the masculine energy to take over and do the masculine yeah. things in a relationship. And uh, women, because they're you know more of them are participating in you know, uh, really aggressive group paths are constantly in their masculine energy. So they crave more and more to be their feminine energy. Yes. Which is why they want, that's what they want from it, masculine energy. Yeah. So that, what she just said. Right. But you use the words masculine and feminine for um, something that I heard different words used for, but but, but I understand what you mean now. And um, yeah, so people who spend their time at work handling shit what often want to be taken care of when they're awful yes um and i think that's a very common impulse 
Uh, and so I think that for men, you know, being emotionally steady and like being able to emotionally handle stuff, just being like, you know, calm and collected and confident and just like emotionally, like secure. an emotional rock Emotional, of security. Emotionally secure. Emotionally secure. Yeah. Not just secure yeah. in them themselves, but also willing to extend that security to other people. Yeah. And these are like a rock you can lean on emotionally. Yeah. yeah. It, if not financially, ultimately the, like, so, so I'll make an analogy. You know, um, in like in the old days when everybody went around killing everybody all the time, which uh, was yes. a thing, women might want a guy who could actually kick people's ass all the time, who was like good with a spear or whatever you have, yeah. you know, or a rock or a sling. But then now, so people don't necessarily want a guy to like be a financial provider. They need a guy to be like an emotional provider. What are some solutions? What are you, what is going to help the dating, the matching problem? Baby I think it's such a great opportunity that guys don't know why women like them. I think we should normalize complimenting guys okay. and normalize okay. like but expressing they're, they're, gratitude they're for what parents, they bring to the table. No, for being kind, being thoughtful, being like considerate, organizing things, paying for things. Yeah. You shouldn't, it's really nice if a guy pays, yeah. but express gratitude for it. You know, yeah. it's like, Thank you for what you bring to the table. I mean, this is just like typical. You should be saying thank you to your partner anyway. But I think oftentimes guys yeah, do get right. taken for granted. That's true. Okay, so compliment you guys. What else can we do? Um, compartmentalizing personal and uh, professional is something that people should do better. Okay, so that's what we can do for, for men. What do you think women can do to have more successful relationships? I think freeze eggs. <laughs> early on okay one get educated about ivf give yourself more options mm -hmm. and runway and um this you know kind of relieves the the extra cpu burning in the back of your mind of like mm -hmm. oh what's my what's my timeline like oh i need to find like a baby daddy and it mm -hmm. kind of messes up the romantic side of dating mm -hmm. uh or maybe conflates things right yeah i i think in general my relationship with nice to people is just always take it easy yeah. Like people just get so upset about this and that, you know, like just take relationships easy, just chill out about the whole thing. Just like enjoy the relationship, enjoy. And then we have kids enjoy having the kids just like focus on enjoying, just, just enjoying the thing instead of achieving. And this is really hard for educated professionals in America because, <laughs> you know, it's always hard. <laughs> Well, look at Nora's face. <laughs> look at you. Well, she's just laughing. <laughs> no, so, so like, this is the problem for, for educated professionals. You know, yeah. it's the, uh, because it's like. They never travel that side of their brain of, like, gratitude and enjoyment. And not like, even gratitude. Yeah. You don't even have, you know, I'm, I have no gratitude in, in life. I just try to enjoy stuff. I never think, mm -hmm. wow, I'm so grateful. Because I have no one to be grateful to. It's just a bunch of random particles, you know? Like, no, it's not people. You don't need a person sorry, to be God. grateful to. Uh -huh. You can be grateful for. Yeah. I just enjoy stuff. I think you should just appreciate, appreciate and enjoy. It's yeah. like, <laughs> fine, it's gratitude. It's gratitude. Okay, so be grateful. Um, and so, but, but yeah, just like, you know, live in the moment because, you know, um, like you're just, you're just going to die and then there's going to be nothing left of you. And no one, and after another generation passes after that, no one will even care or remember who you were. And there'll be some pictures of you and like records of your tweets that you made.
and that'll be it for you. And then like people misconceiving what yeah. you did in history are more likely just forgetting about you. And that's, that's what's going to happen. So yeah. you only get a little bit of time in the world. Okay, so what's, your, what's the closing dating advice? My advice to men is that you should just basically sleep around until you find someone you really like and then stick with them. Then don't be afraid, get married and, and have some kids and, and be a dad. Okay, and what's your advice to women? Same, except for the dad to switch mom because he used a different word for that. Like, you know, when you're, when you're young, try people out and like, see who you like. Yeah. And then, you know, pretty quick, you'll find someone you really like because humans are set up to work that way. You're set up to find people you like pretty quickly. And so, you won't, you know, you're not going to have to like sleep with a hundred people to like find someone you really like, you know, <laughs> like maybe it's just one. And then, but, but don't, just, just, when okay. you find the one, don't, don't over question the reason, it. The reason why don't be like, oh God, what if this isn't the right person? Just, it doesn't have to be the perfect one because you're going to grow into that person. The point is that like, <laughs> it's not going to take you that long to find someone that you really like and you really click with. But so many people listening have been looking for such a long time. And what is your message to them? It's a Markov process. Okay. Like, you know, you know, worse off if you've like, you know, had, had, I don't know, 15 serious relationships and failed, which I think is a lot. That would be a lot. Does it, has anyone ever had that many? Anyway. So if you've had like, I don't know, what's, what's a lot of relationships, serious relationships to fail? Three? Like four. Four? Okay. If you've had four relation, serious relationships that's failed, which I consider actually probably a lot, because um, each one takes a long time of your life. That's not that many. It's like a Markov process, right? You know, it, it's like a coin flip. It's like you haven't hit heads. You're like, oh, is this coin rigged? Am I, you know, probably not. There's not that many rigged coins around. It doesn't mean that you suck. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It shouldn't make you think that there's something wrong with you. That you should just be more brave, more powerful to overcome. Yeah. The idea that the, the nagging fear there's something wrong with you. Because there's not. Like, yeah, what's your dating advice for men? Well, okay. Dating advice for both is just be kind and communicate openly. No, what's your gender? What's your advice for Okay, for men, <laughs> for men, a little bit of compassion and empathy goes a really long way, especially in the valley. And then for women, probably, oh, for men also, parallel processing is something that works really well for computers, but in a small ecosystem doesn't work quite as well. One at a time, okay. Yeah, one at a time. And then, I don't know, for women, probably, like, have fun. Like, I think enjoy enjoyment is something that, at least, you know, I don't always prioritize as number one, and it's like, Dating can be a lot of fun and we should lean into that. My dating advice is extremely controversial. Do it. Okay. Let's so for women, I think expect accept zero inbounds. Only outbound. Okay. <laughs> That's why I feel Wait till the bumble. So girls have to ask okay, guys no. out. Okay. But advice to women. And then my advice for men is uh Basically play into all of the rom-com movies that girls love. Like, dramatic things. <laughs> like, you know, like, like go on the street. Not Hugh Grant movies, though. Not Hugh Grant Like, movies. whatever. Don't movie, do that. Like, I would just go talk to your girlfriends. Like, be like, what are your top three favorite rom-com moments? And then just do that for random girls. Yeah. Like, random girls. Read, read romance novels and, like, yes. become the guy from the romance novel. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Danielle Steele novels only. Also, just do, <laughs> just do extremely cute. Make, I think we should bring back, like, relationship man maxing like you know like you know like just like the most yeah i'm into it the I'm most totally dramatic into it. ridiculous stuff 
like you know like filling an apartment surprise like 100, parties 100, 100 yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah 100 or like yeah. random yeah. random roses on a also, thursday afternoon singing i feel like just singing and dancing why okay okay I, okay no 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 why do we bring that back why are men not singing in the street like that would, that would be so cute i sing yeah. in the street all the time people Too think i'm homeless Two women? No, you're just doing it alone. Just, yeah, I know. That's, no, I'm not just doing it alone. Oh, okay. Because I'm weird. Um, but no, like whether it's by myself or with someone, people think I'm homeless. But that's me. You should do it. You absolutely sing in the street. So the point is, <laughs> look, the, my, my point is, I think you're reinforcing my point that like kind of anything works. <laughs> just anything works as long as you like are into it and you just enjoy it and you take it easy and you don't like you know, freak out about it and you just do it, you know? Um, But but there was advice, life advice given to me by a great Japanese economist. mm -hmm. And then, and he said this and we were talking and then he switched to English for life advice. I said, (laughs) he said, just, he said, in life, just do some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We're always, thanks, okay? 